Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Akery and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20 All right, busy second hour. We've got a couple of guests in studio. Kevin Kelly is here. We'll talk to him in a second. Chris Curry is in the house from Little Rock Baseball. We'll talk to him and his All-American pitcher, Jackson Wells, in just a bit. Uh, real quick, red-white report. It will not be very long. Uh, it is going to be focused on what we've been talking about all day, kind of the topic of the day. The red-white report is brought to you by Big O Tires. With locations in Conway on Harkrider and in Cabot on Prospect Court, Big O Tires offers an endless selection of wheel and tire combinations. Big O Tires. They have everything you need to fit your budget and style. All right, we'll get the game order at another time, but we know Arkansas's opponents for 2024, and obviously you already know their opponents for 2023 for football. Arkansas will host LSU Ole Miss, Tennessee, and Texas and go on the road to Auburn, Mississippi State, Missouri, and Texas A&M. It is the question of the day today. How would you rate their schedule for 2024? Highlights, no Bama, no Georgia. No problem for Arkansas. they got some problems, but not that, so that's good. Um, and we're going to talk to Barrett Salee at the bottom of the hour more at length about this. Wes, anything else I'm missing from Arkansas? No. Good answer. Then let's move on, shall we? He led the Pulaski Academy Bruins to nine state championships in his time there. Bill Belichick described him as probably the best high school coach in the country. His unique strategies garnered attention nationwide. The Zone welcomes... Kevin Kelly into the show. Brought to you by Bowen Hefley Orthopedics. The best surgeons. The best treatment. All focused on you. Man. All right. Coach Kelly, Coach Curry, good to see you both. How are you? Doing great. And to catch up, two quick things. Yes. Jury duty, stay to the end, it's worth it. Okay. And four and a half is a great number. On the... Schedule? No, on the yeah, on the if Pittman's in trouble. Oh, because everybody's like, well, does he? I mean, he's not on thin ice. But remember, you lose one game the wrong way, and our fans go nuts. So sure, you know, and everybody starts getting all tense. You lose seven of them, you're in, you're in trouble no matter who you are. Yeah, it's pretty manageable non-con too. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. No, we got a great schedule. Yeah. I mean, tremendous. Coach Curry, how are you? Doing well. How are you guys? We're great. Uh, we're going to talk about this football schedule for just a second, then we'll get back into it at 11.30. I want to focus for uh, 20 minutes or so with you and Jackson. And uh, obviously you guys had a, a great schedule, or a good season rather, a great season, and, and nearly made the NCAA tournament. And he ends up getting All-America honors, which is, I'm assuming, not unprecedented, but not very common for a Trojan. It's not been done very much. You have to go back to Darren McMains, uh, who was my, uh, and before that there's a couple more, but in recent time, Ryan Scott was an All-American. Uh, but beyond that, I think we, in our 10 years, I'm, I'm coming up on my 10th year in Little Rock, we've only had two. And so uh, it's exciting for us. What, what a great year he had. He's going to join us in a few minutes, and we'll talk more about him while he's on. But uh, we were talking in the break. I mean, this is not a guy that necessarily was expected to come in and be an All-American kind of performer. He's a Rogers, Arkansas native. I guess he's yes. back home this summer. Yes, he's working out He's working out right now, going through a throwing program, and then he's uh, headed off to a training facility that he's going to sharpen his delivery and, and do some things there. But uh, we, you know, Noah Sanders, our recruiting coordinator, signed him really late last year in July out of Rich Mountain Junior College. And uh, he was good there, but he, he was not a junior college All-American. Um, he, w- he was not highly recruited, didn't have a lot of, of other folks that were talking to him, but we needed pitching depth, and uh, he was a strike thrower with good numbers that fit what we were doing, and then as we were talking about earlier, he throws a couple, three times in the fall in our scrimmages, and, and we this is really good. Um, did we foresee it being All-American good? No, but uh, every Friday, he just continued to put up numbers and, and finish with an ERA in, in the ones, so uh, unbelievable. Glad he's back next year. What makes him a, a good pitcher? 
Well, number one, his routine and his attention to detail is completely dialed in. He came in immediately talking to us about what he wanted to do, not in a disrespectful way, but just a very intellectual way of, here's what I like to do every single day, what bullpen day, what lifting day. And uh, we we respected it. I mean, if it's been working, and uh, it was seamless. Then when he gets on the mound, it's just ice water. Uh, a tactician, very technical, very surgical when he pitches. No no emotion and command of four pitches for a strike. Ultimately, he has four pitches that he can land at any at any time. First run through the OBC, you guys had a great year and just narrowly missed out on a chance to go to the uh, NCAA tournament and you know, had a very tight was it your second game I guess in the in the conference tournament that yeah, I got, was close? got walked off there in the last uh, in the last inning by Moorhead who won the league and then had to turn around 90 minutes later and play against Eastern Illinois who eventually won the whole tournament and uh, you know, it, it was good. I enjoy this. The expectations immediately got flipped from the old Sun Belt. To be honest, we were goal number one was getting into the tournament. That that Sun Belt is is such a juggernaut. And then you go to the OVC, and immediately we changed our expectations to winning the league. And I like that. I like expectations. You want to be a part of a program that's got expectations and finish second overall in the in the season, third in the tournament. But, boy, with everybody back that was in the starting lineup next year, we graduated literally no one. Um, we're, we're excited about next year. That's crazy. Can I, can I ask Coach, can I give Coach a weird question? You do whatever a chance you want. To, a chance to recruit for yourself a little bit. You bet. I was talking to a, a kid, it was, it was a while back, and I was talking to him about coaching and this and that. His name's Sam Vogel. Do you remember that name? What an awesome dude. Uh, awesome dude. I'm glad you said that because one he of my said, favorites. and I quote, and he's saying this. He's saying this because he's talking to me. He said, "Coach Curry is the second best coach I've ever had behind you." Of course, if he was talking to you, he would say, "Coach Kelly's the sure, second best sure. I've had behind you." But why? What do you think, guys like that? Because I think he's an all-American guy. He comes to work, works hard, does things right. But for him to think you're such a great coach, what do you think you have that makes kids like that think you're a great folk, a great coach? Sam and I have a great relationship. He spoke the the world of you coming out of uh, coming out of high school. So I got the job Sam's senior year, and yeah. Sam didn't leave. He stayed there and, and was one of the original players that we had. Um, just developed a relationship. Sam and those guys had really been through a lot when I got the job, and so just tried to connect with them on a personal level, but also held them to a standard that maybe they hadn't been held to in a while in a professional way, not a degrading way. Coming from your football program, he kind of he liked that. He was used to that. And I was kind of getting back to old uh, old times for him. But since then, you know, he's married. He's got a he's got a child. We've stayed in contact, and he genuinely sees that we really care. Plus, we were able to show him some things developmental wise that helped his career. So yeah. I, I hope that's what guys are able to say. Man, this guy cares about you. You're not just a number. Um, he really cares about your life, but he also makes you a better player. And what the, what he does for you on the back end, and, and that's what you build a relationship with your guys does. There's still recruiting for you if anybody says hey where should i go play he's saying go to euler play for coach curry he's awesome so that's kind of a you know that's not why you're doing it right but that's the butterfly effect of those things but i think that's awesome yeah word of mouth and, and experience and folks that have been in in your program those are your best recruiters and sam's a part of our, our little rock baseball council committee that helps us figure out how we can make the program better in the community fundraising things he's he's just he, he's a he's a stud of a human being he's he is. awesome he is with all these guys returning for next year what what's your recruiting class then look like for next year it's it's small you know thank thankfully and i say that because last year we we brought in 25 new guys in the fall um ultimately 19 on the roster in the spring and so there was a lot you know a lot of credit goes to my my staff you know noah sanders brady cox of just flipping that roster. Now it's about, A, keeping the roster intact, making sure everyone understands what we've got in front of us, an opportunity to do, and then adding some pieces that are exactly what we need, mainly left-handed pitching, which, you know, newsflash, everybody needs and wants. Uh, A left-handed bat, we need to shore up the catching a little bit, catching depth. And on the mound, we need some bridge guys to get the ball to the closers. We need some sixth inning guys, some seventh inning guys that can match up with different looks. All right, well, earlier this week, Coach, we had Jonathan Jones in, who is an All-American high jumper for the Trojans. And we get another All-American on in the same week from Little Rock. Been a pretty good pretty good week for the athletic department, I would say. Let's go to the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Jackson Wells standing by. We are chatting about him and 
his ear is probably burning, but now he's been able to uh, make some time for us. Jackson, welcome. How are you? Congratulations. Thank you. I'm doing good. Um, well, we were just singing your praise a little bit. Coach was talking about your path to Little Rock. And um, did you have expectations that were as high as maybe making an All-American team this year? No, I mean, I definitely had high expectations for myself, but I, I think I've exceeded some of them for sure. What have you learned from being in the program? What's helped you get to where you are today? Yeah, the biggest thing is just learning how to care for your teammates more than yourself and uh, just like caring about the team. And then whenever you do that, good things happen. So what are some things that stand out to you? You guys obviously got close to making the NCAAs. You guys were you know, right there in the thick of things in the conference regular season uh, tournament or regular season schedule, rather, as far as the, the standings go. Uh, what stands out now that the season's come to an end? What, what stands out to you about your year? Yeah, um, I think just the chemistry that we had as a group of guys, you know, um, and like whenever I would get in a tough spot, people would come in and have my back and then vice versa and then just you know, towards the end of the year, it just didn't fall the way that we wanted it to. But um, I think that we had a really good ball club and that if a couple things were differently, we could have made a pretty good run. I love the high expectations. So what will be the expectations next year? Uh, biggest goal for next year is to make it to a regional and then hopefully stay hot. Jackson, what are you going to work on this summer? I know your coach said you're working out up in northwest Arkansas. What do you want to add? You want to add a pitch? You want to add some velocity, combination? What do you want to do for next year? I think the biggest thing for me is fine-tuning what I have in my pitch mix and then um, adding some miles per hour to my fastball would be uh, be pretty nice. So that's the goal for now. What, what are we topping out at now? I, I think. Um, I think Go ahead, Jackson. Go ahead. I think this season I topped out at 93, and then I was hitting 91, 92 pretty consistently throughout the season. What's your best pitch? Um, I'd say my changeup, for sure. <laughs> Coach, you were thinking something else? <laughs> I had the I had the cutter, but but I think they're all good the pitches. <laughs> I think I think it could have gone uh, either way. Cutter was probably the better pitch towards the end of the year. I think changeup was the most consistent one throughout the year. I, a quick story. So at the end of the year, uh, we had an, uh, an an ejection of our assistant coach, which was not merited at all. No warning what, what whatsoever. We won't get into that. However, hmm. uh, I was uh, thrust back into pitch calling duties, which which is an an old uh, an old uh, hat that I used to do. And so uh, game number one was Jackson, and so got to call pitches. Which w- when you're calling pitches for a guy like this, is like playing a video game. Every pitch you call is going to be right. Every pitch you call, coach, it's like every play is going to work, okay? No matter what you call, you look good. And so the last the last pitch of the game, I think, was a changeup uh, that we threw, Jackson. But uh, I, think so. I fell in love with the cutter and, and kept calling that uh, middle, of, middle of the game. He w- he's allowed to shake off, of course. But um, that, that was a lot of fun. It, I, I enjoyed the cutter. That got us out of some jams. Yeah. Did it feel any different with him knowing he was calling the pitches and looking at the catcher and shaking your head no? Not, not really that different. I mean, we were on, we had game plan going into it, so we were on the same page for the most part. Coach, when you were catching, did you call your own or did you get it from the coaches? Uh, my last year at uh, at Mississippi State, uh, called some pitches, and then when you get to professional baseball. Uh, all the catchers call their own pitches. It's a requirement, and that's one of the ways they grade you. And so that's where I learned, of course, every single inning, you're talking with the pitching coach, and you're going back over, why did you call this? Why did you call that? Don't forget this situation. Don't forget that. And so you learn over nine years. And then, you know, at, early in my career, I, I called I called pitches. And so I, I think sometimes it can be overrated because uh, many times, it's like football, a, a certain pitch will work if it's located. Two or three pitches will work if they're located. You could go change up. You could go cutter. You could go fastball. Ball, they'll all work if they're located and executed. And so, uh, but having a game plan, having a guy like that makes it pretty easy on the mound. Jackson, what uh, what's your plan? So this summer, are you going to get some downtime at all? Are you going to come back to Little Rock at some point? Or are you going to be up there training all summer? Um, my plan is to be up here for most of the summer, and then I took a couple weeks off from throwing and then building back into it right now. 
do you have any buddy? Do you have anybody in the professional ranks that you either grew up liking or watching, or, or anybody that you emulate? Want to emulate? Um, in the professional ranks? Yes, sir. Yeah, um, Jake Grindle, he's with the Cubs right now. Um, he actually gave me pitching lessons my senior year, and then we'll talk quite a bit. He went to uh, Arkansas and played. That's a pretty good one. I like that. Yeah. Let's go Cubs. And then, um, not really anybody else in the professional ranks. Did you play a very close growing up? What did you play besides pitcher? Um, I played third base and second base for the most part. Gotcha. Still want to hit? You know, sometimes I miss it, but you know, whenever all the hitters in your lineup are a lot better than you were, it it makes you realize that pitching is the way to go. They they all want to hit West. Don't let them lie. Every pitcher thinks he can hit. You, whenever we throw a shutout, the pitchers get to take batting practice after practice. That's a that's a reward, and you, you ought to see it. Uh, the batting gloves and the wristbands come out, and, and then they all remind us why they don't hit. So it's a it's a fun day at practice. The question is, how many of your position guys think they can pitch? Uh, a lot of them. We, we've got a lot of we got a lot of former shortstops, quarterbacks, uh, pitchers. Everybody used to play everybody else's position, do everybody else's job better than they did. You Isn't know? that that's that's just sports and mine. Everybody wanted to be a quarterback, and even you know, and I'd let them play. I'd put an offensive line at practice at quarterback for a couple of days, let them see what it really was like. And everybody on my team wanted to be a kicker too. <laughs> Everybody's like, Coach, watch me kick this one. I kick it. I'm like, like onside kicker. Yeah. Okay. Like, but I'm like, yeah, it's funny how everybody wants to be everybody else's thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Jackson, we'll let you go, man. Listen, congratulations. It's a huge achievement. And uh, let's get you up on the first team next year. What do you say? Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. You bet. Have a good summer. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Coach. Um, I have a couple other things I want to talk about the World Series real quick, and then we're going to shift over to uh, talking some football with Coach Kelly here. But schedule, roster, you talked about already how you're going to build it, and unfortunately you don't have a huge uh, task there, comparatively to some other years, but as far as schedule goes, are you guys done building that, still working on it, where are you? Probably 95% done, you know, those things are done, you know, a couple of years in, in advance. We'll open up at home versus Wichita State. Wow. That, that'll be a good one. We're, yeah. we're excited about that. Of course, we'll continue to go to Fayetteville as, as long as they'll have us, uh, so I, I don't anticipate that going away. Um, this schedule will feature Oral Roberts, who's home-and-home uh, home next year, who's in the World Series. What a great job they did. Uh, you talk about a team that was really, really good in the transfer market. Um, Oral Roberts did an outstanding job of getting guys that maybe were stuck in a depth chart or looking for opportunities to play. But, yeah, going to be a really good schedule. Excited about this club coming back. A um, lot of Arkansas kids on this team, and and so if you're a, if you're a fan of of Arkansas baseball, high school baseball, there would be a lot of familiar names on this club. I will also say it is the lowest maintenance in and out for any sports fan for any you know baseball situation to have. I mean, there are high school games that are harder to get in and out of than a Little Rock baseball game. Uh, I'm going to go to a bunch more next year, but I was so thrilled we got a chance to come over for a game this year, and it is a great experience. So this team's going to be fun to watch next year. They're going to have a, you guys are going to have a great shot, obviously. We, we should have everything in front of us. And like I said, the, I think expectations on the Little Rock baseball program will be higher and more than they've ever been. That's a new chapter for us. And so as we start in the fall in team meetings, it will be about managing those expectations, uh, focusing on process, focusing on routine rather than the scoreboard, and seeing how we, how we handle that. that. That'll be fun. So we've got four 50-win teams in the World Series, and you've got, what do we say, Wes, five of the eight? Is it five of the five eight? Five of the eight. Yeah, five top of the top eight, eight national seeds that are in. So, I mean, again, this is, I hate to say it, but pretty much the cream of the crop. You had a couple of surprises with Oral Roberts as a four seed, and TCU getting in there got hot late. But for the most part, these were teams that were fantastic all through the year and really dominant and expected to be in contention. So is it Wake Forest or the field, or what do you what do you see as a, uh, the favorites in this deal? I like Florida. I like Florida. Their their pitching depth is is really good. You know, the, kind of a storyline. They they have a pitcher that was at Southern Miss last year in Waldrop, who was really good in their game winner. Their bullpen is really 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 deep, and then they're hitting home runs. Um, don't forget how big that park is. And so if you're a club that relies on the home run, that'll that'll change things a little bit. It will benefit the pitching clubs. So Wake Forest, you really, really got to like. Mm-hmm. No, no question. But things change at Omaha because don't forget the off days. And so if someone is, uh, if someone is short in pitching, 
no matter what, after game one, you're going to have an off day. The key to Omaha, they say, is winning the first two because I think you get four off days and you don't play again until maybe three. But you can reset your pitching. And so I believe the teams that can pitch it are really going to have a shot. And the news flash. That's the way it always is in baseball, right? Yeah. Okay, that's good. I like Florida, too. Yeah. When you look at a team that um, – a TCU, an LSU, those guys that have hit a lot of home runs, how do they – do you change what you do once you get to Omaha, or you still just try to hit the home run and, and maybe it's only a double now? I don't think you can change. I mean, you got to dance with the one that brought you, as my dad says. Uh, the funnest, the most fun team to watch would be LSU. Again, not not a not a fan of these teams. Just talking from an analytical standpoint, you know, you've got they say down at LSU maybe the best player they've ever had in the history of their program. Which one? Dylan Cruz. <laughs> I didn't know maybe you were talking about. Steve. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Skeens has put up some of the best numbers they've ever had. So if you want us to talk about star power. LSU has it, and it's always interesting in Omaha when they're back. Let me ask you one more baseball thing, and then I want to talk about You guys have camps this summer? We do. I want to talk about that, too. But let me ask you about the situation that happened at Stanford the other day. I guess it was the uh-huh. second game where they were able to earn an opportunity to pop, fl- pop fly themselves into the World Series in the third game. But their pitcher goes for 154, 156. 156. Um, thoughts on that? I mean, is it irresponsible? Is it a, a bad idea? I mean, I'm sure you've had pitchers try to talk you into keeping them out there. They all, it, it's kind of it's kind of like a boxer. It, 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 none of them believe they're done. And you, and it, it, the corner man has got to know what's going on that's best for him. That being said, I, I'm, I'll never speculate what should or shouldn't have been done. Um, 156 is a lot. Uh, questions that you have to consider are was he laboring were the innings you know high traffic was he a high effort guy in his delivery when did he pitch last when does he pitch again and then sometimes coaches will say okay well does this guy have a pro career in front of him or is this the peak of his career the biggest game he'll ever throw in and is is he ready for it? So there are a lot of factors. I'm not giving you an answer. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. But those are things to work through. What's the most you've ever let a guy go? I I think the high 120s, maybe a 130, uh, and that just scares the dog out of me. But it, to, to each coach his own. Nobody knows their players better than each coach. Gotcha. Do your lights there shine up in the air to uh, the new – I know like the Travs have told us, uh, are your lights yes. like that? Uh, not yet. We're working on the new LEDs um, really shine from both directions on the baseball. Uh, we played against uh, UCA uh, at Dickey Stevens, and we could tell. Um, the top side of the ball, if you don't have that, the top side of the ball is bright. The bottom side of the ball is dark. It's in twilight right after the sun goes down. Uh, I hate to see a team lose that way. Unless it's Texas. Uh, I was going to let you say that. But uh, you hate to see a game decided that way. But I have seen pop-ups drop right after after twilight uh, all the time. Yeah, seeing the top of the ball does not help an outfielder a whole lot because he just can't see the top of the ball. So the bottom of the ball is more important. Give me camp info and we'll let you get out of here. Yeah, if you'll uh, go to lrtrojans.com, there, there's a drop-down on the right. So we're doing something different this year. We're having our, our camps uh, in July for the kids' camp at l- late July, like we always have. But we have added some satellite camps for kids' camp, not high school, in Benton and North Little Rock. So we're bringing it to you if, if you can't make it to us or if the dates don't work. And so if folks will just go to lrtrojans.com, click on baseball. There's a drop-down menu on the right, camps. You can scroll through and, and pick a camp you, you want to go to. Do you pitch, uh, pitch specific or hitter specific camps? Those are all skills. Okay. Those are all skills. We can go over everything. The Lakewood one is uh, the 24th through the 26th of July. The Benton one is the 17th through the 19th. And the Little Rock one is the 31st through the 2nd. So they're all in July. Pick one you want to go to. And if you're a little far away from Little Rock, we'll come to you. Gotcha. Awesome. So if I'm a pitcher and I want to work on my skills at a position, too, you get a chance to do a little bit of everything? You bet. Yeah, we'll have rotations and stations that will cover all different positions. And what we try to do with the kids is make sure they leave with a good understanding and an overall general knowledge of every position. If you want more detailed instruction, our coaches on staff can give you one-on-one instruction. Shoot us an email. 
Uh, I'm assuming you don't have kids show up and say, hey, listen, I'm a DH. It's, it's, <laughs> I don't need any defense. You better really be able to hit if you're a DH at 12. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Coach, thanks for coming up. Appreciate you. Thanks, guys. Coach, good to catch up with you. You too. You and too. Uh, keep up the good work. Yep. Have a good summer. Happy Father's Day. Thanks Thank for coming you. up. All right, Kevin Kelly, another one of our favorite fathers, sticking around for a little bit. We'll talk to him. And Barrett Salee going to join us on the other side. We'll talk about the SEC schedule, the way it all came together. And we will get into uh, – we were talking about Coach Pittman and what would be a worst-case scenario for him this coming season. Coach Kelly has thoughts, and I'm sure Barrett will as well. We'll be back. Stay up to date with the latest Razorback news with the Red White Report every weekday with Justin and Wes on The Zone. Brought to you by Big Old Tires with locations in Cabot and Conway. This is SportsCenter. The wait is finally over. Every single SEC team knows who they will be playing and where they'll be playing them in the 2024 season. Last night, the schedules were announced for the new-look SEC. The Razorbacks got their assignments at home for them. It'll be a great schedule that features LSU, Ole Miss, Tennessee, and Texas. On the road for Arkansas, it'll be Auburn, Mississippi State, Missouri, and Texas A&M as well. They also have games in the non-conference against UAPB at home. UAB will be at home as well, as will Louisiana Tech. On the road in the non-conference, it'll be Oklahoma State in Stillwater. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. I'm talking about Elias Mexican Grill. Take exit 108 from either direction for award-winning Mexican food made fresh every day. The key special, a Mexican hibachi dish with fresh steak, chicken, or shrimp. Tuesdays are Taco Tuesdays, and they're only $1.99 at Elias. And now they're serving homemade tortillas. Fresh pies for dessert along with soft-serve ice cream. Elias Mexican Grill award-winning Mexican food with daily lunch specials Monday through Friday, 11 to 2. You take exit 108 to Elias Mexican Grill in Moralton. Your husband is pretty handy to have around. He makes the world's best mac and cheese. He's in the Tickle Monster Hall of Fame. (laughs) And he can teach anyone how to throw strikes. But a busted pipe and a basement full of water? Honey, I think we need a plumber. Is a little out of his league. That's where a homeowner's policy from Shelter Insurance comes in handy. We'll help get your house back in order and your husband back to what he does best. (laughs) See shelter agents Paul Griffin in Monticello, Paul Killingsworth in Cabot, or John Goins in Little Rock. Our care is a system of doctors, nurses, counselors, and pharmacists dedicated to bringing you the highest quality of health care. But it's more than that. It's relational. It's human. It's thousands of people over a three-state footprint offering health care to all. From the country club to the homeless shelter, no one is turned away. Our care. So you can live your story. At College Hunks Hauling Junk and Moving, they move the things you love and haul away the stuff you don't. They offer packing, moving, loading and unloading, as well as junk removal. Find out why they have more five-star reviews than any other moving company. CollegeHunksHaulingJunk.com Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer presents Movie Trivia with Morning Mayhem. Listen every Wednesday morning for your chance to play and win. Morning Mayhem Movie Trivia, every Wednesday, brought to you by Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer on 103.7 The Buzz. Come on, man. Welcome back to the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Give us a call at 661-1037. Now, back to the zone on the Buzz Radio Network. Don't call it a comeback. It's 1134. Welcome back in the zone. Justin Acre, Wes Moore, the Wizard, Christian Weaver, and Kevin Kelly is here. And uh, Coach, seems like you're up here a lot with us when we've got Michael Felder on. Uh, today, you get to talk to Barrett Salee, which is just a treat in itself. What a deal. Let's bring him in from CBSSports.com. Hello, Barrett. How are you? Oh, that's a good bumper music right there. Yes, you like that? 
It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, somebody, was it U.S.? Was convinced that was the only song that LL Cool J had ever put out. Oh, no, that was not me. That was someone else. No, then. I'm an LL fan. I grew up in the 80s and 90s. <laughs> I'm an LL fan. Christian, would you like to focus <laughs> on this? You want to you you correct that? I do remember something along those lines being said. That's what I thought. I didn't think I dreamt that uh, up. I think you're both high. Well, anyway... Um, Barrett, let's talk about the SEC schedule that came out last night for 24. I mean, leave it to the SEC. It just means more. We're already doing a reveal show on a schedule that is a year away. We've got a whole other schedule to play first. But it did intrigue us and a lot of fans. And let's be honest, for those of us who cover sports, we'll take all the help we can get this time of year. What would you think of the way Arkansas' schedule came together? Well, for the first time, I don't know, ever, uh, the SEC didn't look like it's out to get Arkansas. Mm-hmm. I mean, of the schedules that were released, I mean, could Arkansas have a better one? I mean, you you get one of your road games counted as the Texas A&M neutral game. That in and of itself is huge. Mm-hmm. The other road games, Mississippi and, and I'm sorry, Missouri and, and Mississippi State, those aren't terrible at all. The trip to Auburn, obviously, that's a tough place to play. But, <laughs> you know, you it's just so manageable. Tennessee, obviously, we'll see what they are in a couple of years. And I think at this point, you know, it's fair to say they'll be halfway decent. But it's just of all the ones out there, it's, I think, the easiest and most manageable. And, and that, for Arkansas fans, I think means two things. One, uh, something might be in the water there in Birmingham for the schedule makers. And two, that means in 2025 and 2026, they're going to have to play essentially – the Bengals, the Rams, and every other great yeah. NFL team, because the SEC is going to keep keep uh, keep keeping this up for a long time. They're, part of the tradition is giving Arkansas the hardest schedule in the world. Well, we had hoped that. I mean, if I could do it over, I would switch this schedule for last, you know, for next year. So, like, I would take the twenty-four this year and the other one the next yeah. year because, you know, we'll see what Arkansas's roster looks like next season. Uh, I thought LSU and A and M got a pretty favorable schedule as well, and I, I thought your alma mater kind of got hosed. And only in the fact that they have to go to Alabama and Georgia. And I don't think anybody, including the Bengals and the Rams, should be asked to do that. Well, yeah, I think for, you know, being, being around Auburn for, uh, for my entire life, you know, that's just how things are, right? Like, that's, that's been the case. You play both of those teams every single year. And, and since the previous round of expansion, um, you get both of them home and both of them away on the same different same year. So, uh, you know, I think right now that's, that's kind of how things go. Um, the, the other two road games, Missouri and Kentucky, I think are manageable. Uh, you know, and so Auburn, yeah, you know, it's just in in general, that's a tough slate. But you know, with Georgia and Alabama on the road, but it was going to be that anyway. Um, you know, and I think LSU is one that is manageable as well. You know, the, the Alabama mm-hmm. games at home, they get Vanderbilt, which you know, if you play Vanderbilt, you automatically get a little bit of a bump, and their road games aren't that tough. I mean, there's the rivalry against Florida. You know, it's not that huge, but it's a a game that gets played every year. How much that was taken into consideration uh, for this particular schedule, probably not all that much, but it happened. So, you know, whatever. But I think for LSU, that's the schedule, especially if if Brian Kelly keeps this up. And we'll see what happens this year that I think should land them in Atlanta either – as the number one or number two team in the conference. The the biggest question marks to me going into the next couple of years, just because of some of the uncertainty, and Florida's obviously trying to come back under a coach who's done it at a you know a lower level. You know, can Tennessee maintain where they are? Oklahoma, again, I don't think anything's been proven with the new head coach situation, and Texas is always up in the air a little bit. There's a lot of unknowns, I think, when it comes to these programs. I know what Georgia and Alabama are going to look like, I think. I'm really not even sure how, how much better Vandy's going to be because I thought they were much better than I expected this last year. But um, I don't think they're going to be keep competing for a national title, as our coach talked about at, at SEC Media Days a couple <laughs> years ago. But, um, but, but, I mean, there, it seems to me, Barrett, there are a lot of programs that maybe are going to look a little bit different or we're going to think differently about them once we get to the end of 24. Yeah, there's no doubt. Um, I just wrote an article uh, that's coming out about right now uh, about, you know, ranking the, the schedule's best uh, or easiest, toughest. And, yeah, that was the thing. I kind of looked at, okay, who's got Alabama and Georgia where? And, you know, did they have both of them? And that was sort of the starting off point for, you know, which schedules were tough and which schedules were easy. Um, you know, and, and then I think when you, you have to look at trends. And uh, on 
on that story, it shows the SEC, the, each team's conference winning percentages from 2021 to now, from 2018 from now, and 2012 from now. So you kind of get an idea of what teams are doing recently as well as historically what they've done. And I think that, to me anyway, played a part in how I viewed opponents beyond Alabama and Georgia. So, you know, yeah, I think it, it is it is hard to figure out who's going to be solid and who's going to, you know, backtrack a little bit. Uh, but I think Tennessee is one where you look at them and say, all right, they're paying a lot of money in NIL deals. They got a really good quarterback coming in this year. Um, you know, so that's one where, okay, maybe it's a little bit sustainable. Um, you look at my alma mater, Auburn, it can't get much worse. So, you know, that they might be one that's sort of on the come up when things, you know, when, when the league expands in a couple of years. So, I, you know, it is. It's hard to to sort of gauge who's going to be where, why, and how. Right. And you know, not not only just historically, but then we don't even know who's going to be on each roster in twenty twenty four. Sure. There might be a team right now, even a good team, that out of its eighty five players on this current roster, fifty of them might not be there in twenty twenty four. That's right. And they may be on a roster that's at another team in the yeah. league. So. You know, the uh, Mississippi State's another one we haven't talked about. The post-leach era, I have no idea what they're going to look like. And they are not a factor for a national championship or even a conference championship probably in the near future. But for a school like Arkansas, that is relevant. How good is Mississippi State going to be in a couple of years when they play them? So we'll see what shakes out there. Let me ask you about uh, Sam Pittman. And, and, again, we all love Sam. I mean, he's a great guy, and he's an easy guy to root for. And I don't even know how this topic came up. It was not my idea. So if it gets back to Coach Pittman, this was 100% not my thought. But what what would be devastating enough to consider making a move at the head coaching position at Arkansas this year? you got three games that would be absolutely horrifically devastating to lose in the non-conference. You have a BYU game that you're going to be favored in, a team that you beat last year, and they shouldn't be better than last year. And, frankly, Arkansas shouldn't be any worse, I wouldn't think. Um, you get some pretty favorable home games. You know, Auburn's obviously transitioning. Missouri always has Arkansas's number, but you get them at the end of the year. Um, and you get the Mississippi State team we just talked about. So what do you think is a devastating season for Arkansas where Sam Pittman might want to be uh, considering what might be next? I think it would take a very devastating season. Like, I'm one of those where, you know, it would take for a lot of coaches a 3-9 and debacle uh, to get – fired and I think that's kind of where I think Sam Pittman is. I think the one thing working against him is the fact that there's just been these these prolonged lulls the last couple seasons where you know Arkansas fans kind of look around and say are we ever going to get out of this rut that we're in uh, and then things seem to correct themselves so you know I, I think consistency and being competitive on a somewhat consistent basis is something that Arkansas desperately needs so is Sam Pittman the guy that can can be can, can keep that going in the right direction? Yeah, I think he can. Uh, but with this specific team, with all that they have working for him, you know, six and six would be unacceptable. I, I think Arkansas fans would view that as unacceptable. Is it is that enough to get Sam Pittman fired? No. Uh, is five and seven? Probably not. But four and eight, three and nine. Certainly, but I don't think it's anything that, I mean, it's Arkansas, right? Not the, the little Arkansas, but if you keep making, making coaching change after coaching change after coaching change on a somewhat consistent basis, you're never going to get better. And, you know, granted, uh, Chad Morris should have been fired and mm-hmm. was fired, but it's just one of those things where Arkansas has to have some sort of long-term investment to, to be successful. And if this is a blip on the radar or – you know, if this is if it's a long term problem, we can't we can't know that right now. So, I mean, it would take a pretty significant disaster. Granted, knowing that this is a a talented team with one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Hundred percent, Barrett. Thank you for the time, buddy. Appreciate it. I can't wait to see this uh, article. You want to tell us uh, is Arkansas easiest or near the easiest? Arkansas is the easiest, Ooh. which. Is a direct 180 from every other year since Arkansas joined the conference. Well, we appreciate them helping out. Appreciate you coming on. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you. Uh, check out uh, Barrett Salee's work, cbssports.com, and we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. See y'all. Have a good one. See right. you. Coach Kelly, what, well, how would you rate Arkansas' schedule for 24? They couldn't have asked for much better. You know, and, and everything does average out. The last 
two years. I hope Arkansas fans realize this. The last two years, everybody's going, like, we got the hardest schedule. That's the excuse. That's the excuse. Well, it's going to average out. You're not always going to. I mean, we're always going to be pretty hard because we're in the SEC, right? Mm-hmm. But it averages out. It always comes back. It does. And now, if you're Sam Pittman and that crew up there, you better take advantage of it. I mean, if you've been complaining about the schedule, and they've even mentioned it in the media as well, then by gosh, when you get a good schedule, that's when you got to move up. You've got to make a progressive program uh, step up when you get this opportunity. Would be nice. And uh, do you think there's a number that would get him in hot water this year? I thought your number was good. People say, you know, they're saying three wins, four wins. All of a sudden, I mean, think about if you win the first three and you go on a five-game losing streak. Then you win one and you go on a, and you and you lose the other the last couple. You're in a lot of trouble no matter who you are. I don't care if you're Nick Saban. I don't care who you mm-hmm. are. Because people just go, wow, you won the first three, but all of a sudden you've lost eight of your last nine. It doesn't matter about the first three anymore. It's To them, mm-hmm. it's like you won one game mm-hmm. because you only won one in conference or whatever. I think that gets anybody in trouble. So I think depending on which games it is, it could be five losses. I don't think we're going to get there. Yeah. But I, I, but I think if you're in a hypothetical world – Five losses and they're the wrong ones. I mean, five wins and they're not the right ones. Then I think you're in trouble. And we think all the time about how many wins do you have to have to get a raise. So I mean, we can talk about what's yeah, the, what's yeah, the basement. No, I think it's good talk in the off season. I mean, it's June. There's nothing else going on. That's right. Except the College World Series. Got that. And U.S. Open's underway today. Yeah. So it's gonna be three hundred. About that. And yeah. actually, it's about to be on here on uh, USA Network at noon. So it's my second favorite golf tournament. Behind the Masters? No, the British Open. I love the Open Championship, Because too. they look like me and you golfing yes. out there with the wind and the rain. Well, that and the fact that the courses are all brown, so it makes you feel better when it's you play awesome. your local muni. Yeah. 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 Omar Morales and Jacob Solomon lead at three under. I'll give you a dollar if you could tell me anything about Omar Morales other than he's from Mexico. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's go to the break. When we come back, our friends from the Innovation Hub are here, Coach, and we're going to talk to them about what they're up to. So uh, I appreciate you kind of being a basically a fourth co-host today with us we're just running people through usually you get all the time to yourself but we're going to share it a little bit with some others today. i'm just here to take it all in learn i promise you if you hang in there a there's going to be sushi b see that's another good thing about coming in on today it's sushi today instead of uh, barbecue not that there's anything wrong with barbecue but uh and i will give you a what good the hell catch. segment before you leave because we didn't do it yesterday oh nice i appreciate that yeah i didn't do it intentionally. We're one so for one though coach curry was awesome he's fantastic yeah he is uh he's one of those guys i put in the life coach yeah. Sort of yeah, realm. He would yeah. be great to, and I used to say this about Coach Van Horn, too. I threatened to just drop my kids off and pick them up when they're 18 because, you know, they're be, going to come out be great. Good. Yeah, yeah, they're going to come out great. 100%. Uh, and knowing what I know about Zach, too, I could probably say the same for you, as much as I hate it's to admit it. the nicest thing you've ever said to me. It is probably the nicest thing I've ever said to you, actually. It's Father's Day week. I'm feeling kind to all the fathers out there. Nice. I know what you guys have been through. Uh, it's 11.48. Quick break. We'll come back with our friends from the Innovation Hub as we head into the timeout. Let me tell you about my friends over at Max Prairie Wings. And if you are in the market for a handgun and you don't want to break the bank, listen up. Over at Max Prairie Wings, they've got you covered with the Soger SDR9 9mm automatic. It is uh, packed with features. You'd expect in a pistol costing twice as much. Integrated rail, internal safety, reversible magazine release, and much, much more. You can count on consistent performance every time. And it's available in 17-round, 15-round, and 13-round models for just $249 after a $50 mail-in rebate. You're not going to find a better review, a better quality, or better price. And that's at Max Prairie Wings. And, of course, as you know, that's just the tip of the iceberg of what they have to offer. It is your one-stop shop for all your hunting and your shooting needs. And if you need to get out and about, they've got great deals going on Yamaha and Tohatsu Outboards as well. And, of course, some great clothing options as well. I've got friends who tell me, you know what, i got a Max and I buy clothes. Lots of good stuff, not just for hunting or fishing or getting out and about, but uh, some casual items as well. It is Max Prairie Wings and Stuttgart. Go by and see them or go to their website, maxpw.com. Father's Day is around the corner, and Muskie Harris Recovery Center announces Recovery for Recovering, a groundbreaking Father's Day event promising to bring communities together. Taking place on Sunday, June 18th from 12 noon to 6.30 at War Memorial Stadium, Gate 1. This event aims to honor all fathers while providing inspiration on the path to recovery. It is a great way to celebrate the father figure in your life. Be sure to enter for a chance to win Razorback Game Package. Tickets are $20, individual or $200 table attend. Available on Eventbrite.
With a great deal on Select Kubota Equipment, the number one rated tractor brand for durability and owner experience in the U.S. The versatile lineup features performance match attachments to help you make the most of your land. Right now at participating dealers, get a Kubota compact tractor for zero down, 0% APR for 84 months. Now through June 30th. See them or go to KubotaUSA.com slash offers for full disclaimer. Visit your leading Kubota dealers today. River Valley Tractor, five great locations around central Arkansas to better serve you. RiverValleyTractor.com. Without a plan, the future is just what happens to you. In some ways, you can't have a future without a plan because all you really have is what you're doing now and a hope that it all works out. Don't gamble your financial future on hope. Tune in to the Get Ready for the Future show for straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money. Saturdays at 10 a.m., now exclusively on 103.7 The Buzz. Genwell Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. On your way to the Little Rock Airport, business travelers park fast at Expressway Airport Parking. As you park, our shuttle picks you up, and a 60-second ride later, you're at the airport. Download our app and earn rewards. Simply scan the virtual gate pass to enter and scan again to exit. No waiting, and your receipt is emailed to you. Pay less than municipal airport parking at Expressway Airport Parking, left of the airport entrance, next to the Comfort Inn. Rock out with the only American-style sushi experience founded on great food and rock and roll. Rock and roll sushi. Deliciously twisted flavors and a rock and roll vibe that'll blow your mind. Rock and roll sushi. You want the VIP roll. Shrimp tempura. Crab stick. Cream cheese. Cajun crawfish. Baked crab meat. Jalapeno spicy mayo sweet chili. Eel sauce and crunchy flakes. Rock and roll sushi for lunch or dinner. Rockandrollsushi.com. With four locations to choose from in Benton, Conway, and two in Little Rock. Here's NASCAR Hall of Famer, Mark Martin. As a race car driver for 40 years, I survived a lot of crashes. Not everyone can run into a wall at 200 miles an hour and walk away. Without a seatbelt, I wouldn't be alive today. Now I'm retired, back home in Arkansas driving my pickup. I'm shocked how many people aren't wearing seatbelts. Why risk your life when it only takes two seconds to buckle up? Take it from number six. Buckle up, Arkansas. A message from the Arkansas State Police Highway Safety Office. The Zone in the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio is back. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, let's see what Justin Acree and Wes Moore have to say on the Buzz Radio Network. It is 11.52. We'll get an update from the U.S. Open from Wes here in a minute because I know he's not paying any attention to us at this point in the day. He is strictly focused on the leaderboard, and soon he'll be watching TV from the back of his head. Did you figure out how to get Peacock streaming? I did not. Okay. Do you have it? I don't know. I haven't figured that out yet. Okay. Well, it's not as easy as I thought it was going to be. No. It's only seven more minutes, so I can wait. That's true. That's a good point. Uh, Aaron Sanger's here from the Innovation Hub in North Little Rock, and we are talking about uh, summer camps. Welcome. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for being with us. Um, Okay. So we're trying to keep our kids busy and uh, mostly keep them out of our hair. And you guys have a few different things that you can offer. Now, do you have... Stuff for the kids all through the year? We do. Organized activities, or is it strictly... There's a lot of uh, sort of Montessori concept there, too, right? Where you show up and kind of choose your own adventure, make your own thing, right? Where you guys kind of facilitate that? Yes. so, well, during the school year, um, to answer that question, we have field trips, and we actually serve K through 12. Um, And then we have an after-school program, and we have summer camps. So all of our um, educational activities are wrapped around STEAM, so science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. And being the first makerspace in Arkansas, everything is hands-on. Yeah. So you're going to find a lot of really fun equipment and resources that you might not be able to find, you know, at home, obviously, or at school. Okay. Yeah, the makerspace thing, I guess, is what That's I'm right. kind of referring to. So what, what does that entail exactly? Yeah, so a makerspace is a building that is, um, quite frankly, just filled with tools and resources to make and create. And so when we first opened nine years ago, people basically said, maker what? It just wasn't a common, you know, term here in Arkansas, but... Um, Through the years, of course, it's come to be a more known term, and um, it really is just all about making. And so we really specialize in having those tools and resources like 3D printers, laser cutters. We have screen printing, pottery, full metal and carpentry shop, all kinds of fun stuff. Power tools? Power tools. Oh, I was told no power tools. Hmm. Yeah, we've got... That was just you. That was in Step Brothers. It's like, no power (laughs) tools, Brandon! (laughs) Yeah, we've got a full metal and carpentry shop, so... 
Um, if you join up as a member, you get to come in and use those tools and resources after you pass, of course, the safety assessment. Hmm. And we've got all the fun stuff for you to come out and try. Yeah, the fact that I didn't end up with my arm in a bandsaw in high school is remarkable. Not the handiest dude in the world. All right, let's talk about summer camps, Aaron. And you've got a few different kinds of camps, and you've got different dates for different age groups. So take it from there if you would. Take it away, for sure. So we are in our first week of summer camp, and um, all of our camps are from 8 to 12. So each week we've got kind of six weeks worth of camp. So this is week one. We're going to focus on ages 8 through 10. Um, and then next week we're going to focus on ages 11, 14. So within these first two weeks of camp, we do have a theme. It's called Camp Eco Art. Um, it's unearthing the power of art in nature. And our camps are held out at St. Joseph's. Um, so in the past, they, of course, they've been at the Innovation Hub. But we decided to go um, up, take it one step further, take it up a notch and partner with St. Joseph Center of Arkansas, which is not far from the Innovation Hub, and there's access to incredible nature and animals and fun stuff. So we're really um, having a blast out there this week. We've got a full camp, and campers are in session, I think, right now, or they're just finishing up day four of summer camp. So. And then the next one is, I guess you're going back to back to back to back. I mean, you're basically in camp all, all we, summer for the most part. We are. So we need to say thank you, educators, because yes. <laughs> they're out there every day with the kids. Uh, so we have a great team, but yeah, so... Kind of we have three te- um, three different themes that are going to go out go on throughout the summer. So again, those first two weeks are what I just described. The next two weeks are focused around. It's called the Great Outdoors. So that's when we really bring in the animals and bring in all the si- and science and art um, around that concept. And then we have the last two weeks of our summer camps are called Adventure Camp. So calling all you know scouts, Eagle Scouts. Let's learn how to be outdoors, do that safely, um, and learn all about that. So we're having we're excited about these things. These are even new for us as the Innovation Hub. So we always some we always have something a little different every summer. So this is just a really cool way of getting outside and having fun. How do people sign up? Yeah, so you're just going to go to the website. It's arhub.org, and you're going to click on um, programming. You'll see youth education, and all the summer camps are listed right there. Are the costs the same for all the camps? They are. Okay. They are. Yeah, the cost is two seventy five per week, and we do have scholarships available too. If that's, okay. If that's an issue for anybody. That's awesome. So, do you? This is the first time you've done summer camps, though. No. So we've done summer camps for for nine years, um, but this is the first time we're actually off site. Gotcha. At St. Joseph's instead of at the Innovation Hub. And what's going on at the hub? A lot's going on at the hub. But you, did you say you had some construction or some we things do. going on, some projects? Yeah. So we're getting ready to go under construction and become um, the first Best Buy Teen Tech Center in Arkansas. So everybody's familiar with Best Buy, but mm-hmm. they have something called Teen Tech Centers. And um, we'll be the first one. It's coming into our gallery space. We've got to retrofit that space to become the Teen Tech Center. And we're going to bring music to the hub. So we're going to have a recording studio oh and a digital studio. And it's going to be free for teenagers. To, have you ever been to the hub? I have yeah. not. I, I, I was not wanting to go, and I got selected to chaperone a group one time, and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, this is going to be a few hours. I wish I had it back when I'm on my deathbed, you know? And I loved it. Yay! It was awesome. It Thank really you. was. And I was like, this is the coolest thing. Okay. I wish that we had this stuff. Of course, we didn't have cars when I was growing up, but, you know. I didn't really delve into the innovation side too much. I was hosting a uh, fashion show on the other side oh, in the event right. space. Well, then that's you, right. You didn't really get to live. I mean, no. it was, it's really We need is. to come over and really get on the, it on the power cool. tools. You no, know, yeah. no. You it, need to come it, over. It's very cool. Y'all have done an outstanding job. Thank you so much. Aaron, thanks for coming up. Again, uh, arhub.org if you want to sign up. Your kid, and God knows you do, you could use a break and so could they. Okay? <laughs> Let's be real. It's Father's Day week. We're going to be honest around here. Thank you for coming up and uh, good luck with the camps. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. All right. Next hour, birthdays, entertainment, rock and roll sushi's here with the Average Guy Movie Review and for Coach. What the hell? This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Get Dad something he actually wants for Father's Day with a Brewskies gift card. It's the perfect gift for the guy who's got everything. The spending amount is customizable, and they don't expire so Dad can use it anytime. Save it for the next big game, use it out for lunch downtown, or maybe drinks before a concert. Just stop by Brewskies and tell your bartender or server that you're getting Dad the best Father's Day gift 